Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Forrest drives the baseline. Search dribble to Pascal. Catches and goes left. Rises up. Above. Thunder Mountain impacted. Drives. Scoops underneath. Rudy dunks. Beautiful give from Donovan Mitchell. His seventh assist of the night. Shot clock at four. Hampton for three. Utah on a Sunday night in Central Florida. 107 to 100. Game was tied at 94, 96, 98. There were plenty of chances for the Jazz to win that down the stretch. But they lose. They suffer back-to-back losses. What does it say about the Jazz? We were just playing that in the last segment, PK. Uh, what does it say? They're not nearly as good without Mike Conley. He's had two games now. They have lost them both. They're 7-1 when he plays. 0-2 when he doesn't. Making big plays at the end of close games. I think a lot of people count on Conley to do that. And he wasn't there to do that last night. And it hurt him because for all the issues, the turnovers that led to the fast break points were a problem. Cole Anthony got out and got a couple of easy dunks late in the game when the Jazz could have really used to stop. And they couldn't get their defense back and get them set. And Conley helps with all those things. The ball handling, hitting big shots instead of having empty possessions there in the last two or three minutes. They missed him. So why not sit him against Miami and have him play the game that you have a better chance to win? I think the logic there, and I haven't heard this said, but I think the logic is they're not playing to get the regular, the easy regular season wins. Miami's a championship contender, and they need to test themselves against those guys and put the team out there that's going to be out there in the playoffs. That's the closest thing you're going to get to a playoff game in the regular season. So yeah, but you put your best team out there. You never play Miami. No, you may not. But you still need to play elite teams and get elite competition. Well, you'll do that either way. That the schedule will take care of that for you. Jazz return home to open a homestand against the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Jazz don't have a back-to-back now until Thanksgiving weekend. So I would expect we're seeing a lot of Mike Conley. It's a lot of home games. And they're not going to keep shooting 19% from three. So some of this stuff ought to fix itself. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Ricky Rubio, he's been the maestro tonight. On the left-hand dribble, works left wing, fakes a three. Now he'll shoot it. And he's got another one. Ricky now has a career-high 37 points and eight threes in a game. Beal to the left elbow, all the way to the rim. Lays it in with the right hand on the left side. Bradley Beal has 30, and the Wizards up 96-88. Draymond Green, right side pool, off a screen by Wiggins, and he nails a three, 23 on the night so far for Jordan Poole. George wants to go to work. Looking inside. Now driving left. George step back 15-footer. It's good. Paul George makes it rain from the mid-range. Highlights from the NBA there. Paul George and the Clippers get a win. They beat Charlotte 120-106. A 22-zip run. Flipping that game in the fourth quarter. They were down nine. Suddenly they were up big. Way to go. You also heard Ricky Rubio hitting eight three-pointers. Former Jazz guard had 37 points, 10 assists as Cleveland beats the Knicks. 126-109. If Ricky Rubio could shoot threes, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, and he would have seven rings. (laughs) There you go. I mean, it's amazing. 
Uh, that that was one of Locke's things, listening to him talking about the weirdness of daylight savings. <laughs> Rubio, at one point, was six of six from three. Holy freak. Ricky Rubio? <laughs> Ricky Rubio? Yeah. I mean, that's always been his big Achilles heel, is that not being able to shoot from the perimeter. And certainly when he has it going on, because he's good enough in the other aspects of the game. I mean, that's Hence, he's been in the league for so long now. Uh, but on one night, it was going for him. Good for him. When is James Harden going to get it going? James Harden had it going. Nets beat the Raptors 116-103. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists for Harden in the Brooklyn win. I look at Harden's game individually as I look at the Jazz collectively. Too much history to be worried about it continuing. Jazz are 7-3. Brooklyn 7-3. The Washington Wizards are 7-3. They beat the Bucks 101-94. Bradley Beal went for 30. Had a highlight in there. The Bucks struggling here. They are underwater. 4-6. Losing record through 10 games. Well, they have the Super Bowl hangover. Okay. <laughs> well, they were injured. Talk yes, to me. They Talk about they, they didn't even finish, what, top two, top three last year? Talk about a team that doesn't need the regular season. The Warriors have the best record in the NBA right now. They are 8-1. and one. Phillies next at 8-2. and two. Warriors beat the Rockets 120-107. to 107. Warriors have it going right now. Only 20 points for Steph Curry in that one. They didn't need any more from him. 76ers have resumed finding guard Ben Simmons after he uh, missed Thursday's game against Detroit. They plan to continue to find him until he cooperates with team physicians on his mental health and fulfills other basketball-related obligations. His game salary is worth $360,000 per game. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Burrow takes the snap. Play action fake. Back of the pocket. Throws right sideline and picked off. It's Denzel Ward. He's to the 35 40. He's to the 50. He's to the 40. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. A pick six. Denzel Ward is back. Snap. Spot. Kick from Koo is away. And it is good. And Atlanta is a winner in New Orleans. Third and 10. Jordan Love back quickly. Fires it to the left side. The pass is going to be intercepted. Intercepted on the far side by Legereus Sneed. He plays it perfectly. Quick count, snap to Love. Lofts left side. Got a man wide open. Lazard slots it to the end zone. Touchdown. They give it to Peterson running to the left. All day. Yeah. Touchdown. Titans. That's 125 in the career of Adrian Peterson. A weird day in the NFL. Teams that normally you would think have no shot not only stay close, they pulled off wins. How did Jacksonville beat Buffalo? 9-6. to six. Well, Josh Allen played well. For Jacksonville. Yeah. That's how they won. Turning the ball over. Had Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen. Had Josh Allen intercepting Josh Allen. Had Josh Allen recovering fumbles. A couple of seventh round picks, or seventh picks in the draft. With the same name going at it there. That was a huge upset. Bills fall to five and three. The Broncos up 30 to nothing on the Cowboys in Dallas. Completely lit Dallas up. Bunch of division leaders looking bad. Buffalo looked bad. Did you people have that game on? No. You idiots. The one time they look good, you don't play them? You don't show them? Jeez. It was a a Fox game. Irregardless. 
What? Did we see it here? Yes. It was on Fox 13. Why didn't you take it? Because it was a Fox game and we're CBS. But you were Broncos down. You told me that for years. We should have had that. They changed the TV deal a couple of years ago. Games get mixed up between networks, so there you they go. They did? What did anybody tell me? Another division leader going down. The Raiders get beat by the Giants 23-16. That's the game that was on the same time. Raider and Bronco fans both had their teams over the air here. You had the NFL ticket. You're a highfalutin guy, so for free. Giants beat the Raiders 23-16. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. That was the problem. Raiders sunk themselves. The Falcons beat the Saints. Saints coming off a big win. They were not in first place, but they had a chance to get in first place. Tie the Bucks, but the Falcons blow a big lead and then kick a last-second field goal and beat New Orleans anyway, 27-25. Kicking a field goal as time runs out. Have the Chiefs figured it out, PK? They got back to 500. They got a winning record. They beat the Packers 17-7. Jordan Love... Threw his first career touchdown, threw his first career interception. The Chiefs blitzed him a lot, and the Packers struggled to move the ball. And What do you expect out of a guy making his first NFL start? No, I expect more than that. I mean, I know he's a local, so you want to make excuses for him, but he's been around for three years. He Come missed on. guys by a lot. I mean, he missed guys by a lot. He was trying back shoulder throws, and they were like five yards off. And you should, that's why I throw front shoulder throws. Yeah, <laughs> the guy wasn't open on the front shoulder. All you right. know the team that's in first place? Mid-shoulder, that, then. The team that's in first place that got the job done was the Cardinals, shorthanded. And they handled the Niners 31-17. That surprised me. And the Niners have surprised me this year from a disappointment level. You know, I, I was surprised that Cole McCoy's been around. He's like a Ty Debra kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he was in for Kyler Murray. I mean, he's not, he didn't have the college career to that level, but he's had the pro career where he's, okay, he's a backup he can have a job in this league for sure. And they get out to the big lead. I was surprised that the Niners were not more competitive because once I saw that Murray wasn't going to play, and they also had uh, like three or four other guys, Hopkins not playing and and uh, A.J. Green not playing, and a lot of their high power on offense was out. Uh, but it wasn't so much them. It was more that the Niners, I, expe- I have expected more from them this season and they haven't given it to me yet. They started 2-0. They've yeah. gone out and lost 4-5. And if you thought that win in Chicago might have turned things around because they scored against the Bears' defense. But, nope. But it was Brandon Ayuk's best game, wouldn't you say, Yach? Brandon Ayuk looked good, the former Arizona State Sun Devil. Play like that every game, yeah. they might have something. Right, exactly, because he was a first-round pick, considered a disappointment. But I thought that he was outstanding in a lot of different ways. Brandon Ayuk. In fact, during the game, I was so excited watching him play that for most of the game, I was at home chanting, let's go, Brandon. Oh, all that to get to there, huh? Good. Uh, Ravens, (laughs) I wondered why you cared. The Ravens beat the Vikings 34-31 in overtime. Because I'm a caring person. That's why I cared. They didn't get caught up in all the division leaders losing to lesser teams. Ravens get it done. They get the win. So Ravens are Titans. Now, by record, the Titans are the best team in the AFC. There's a bunch of AFC teams at 5-3 and three and 5-4. and four. Too many to mention here. 
But a couple have records that are a little better. And the Titans beat the Rams. That's a great win. But the offense didn't exactly look explosive without Derrick Henry. They went 28-16, but they get the pick six, and they got the interception on a horrible throw, uh, down to horrible decision, down at the two or three-yard line. And that got them their first 14 points, got them rolling, and then they win. But can the Titans ride that all year, or are the Ravens now the favorite? Well, I think the Ravens have been the favorite. Been the favorite, so it doesn't change yeah, for you. But, I mean, yeah. I, in, in any one-game deal... It's not like Baltimore is invincible by any stretch. Monday Night Football tonight. You ready for the Steelers and the Bears? Sure. ESPN 615 in Pittsburgh. 4-3, they got a winning record. They win this. They'll be right there in that group of teams at 5-3, 5-4, scrambling for playoff berths in the second half of the season. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Leading rusher for the Utes. And it's Thomas who carves his way through the Stanford defense into the end zone for a Utes touchdown. Get it right back to Thomas. And Thomas makes no mistake. Number four for Thomas in the first half. Rising in the Utes offense. Right back where they started. And goodbye, TJ Pletcher. Will he be caught? Caillou Blue Kelly. 96 yards for T.J. Pledger. Well, the ball is knocked down and into the hands of a Ute at the goal line for a touchdown. Devin Lloyd. The Utes scoring their first two possessions, score touchdowns on five of their first six possessions. They run for 441 yards. Three guys are over 100 yards. The superlatives go on and on, PK. That was remarkably one-sided. Even for people who thought, that six-point line isn't, that, that's not right. The Utes ought to win by more than that. They won by a lot more than that. That was completely, completely overwhelmed Stanford. For sure, yeah. I was glad they did that because I was at a concert Friday night trying to follow it on my phone, and then I turned it off. <laughs> There's nothing to follow here. No, it's out of control. He's handing off, picking up eight yards every time they touch the ball. All right, well, the Utes beat the last place team in the north. Now they get the last place team in the south. Arizona, however, did. It's hot. Yeah, they snapped that 20 that game losing streak. <laughs> Stanford, or excuse me, Stanford. Cal had half their team out, didn't have their starting quarterback, and Arizona ground out the 10 3 win. So that'll be Saturday at noon on the Pac 12 Networks. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. BYU's going to keep the offense on the field and go for it on fourth down and three. Algier, straight ahead. Touchdown. He's number one in the country rushing touchdowns. He's got 17 in the first one today. Idaho State, low snap. Picked off. Take it inside the 10. And it's Pepe Tanabasa for BYU. The end zone for Puka. He's got it. Touchdown. A spectacular grab. BYU blowing out Idaho State 59-14. Jaron Hall 20 of 25 for 298 yards and four touchdowns. Could have had even bigger numbers, but they took him out. Play some other guys like they did with a lot of the starters all across the board, both sides of the ball. BYU rolls to a win on senior day, which was also junior day and at least in one case sophomore day. But for guys who are playing their last game at LaBelle Edwards Stadium or potentially playing their last game, they all got the special treatment. Now, bye week, 
And then trips to Georgia Southern and USC to wrap up the regular season. For the 8 o'clock listener, PK, what have you been told about the postseason? If they have an opportunity to win big and look really good in these next two games, that maybe something can break for them and they can get in the so-called bigger bowl. Now, there's no question the Fiesta Bowl is bigger than the Independence Bowl. I mean, I don't, I don't want to act like every bowl is the same. Uh, I think a lot of them are the same. Uh, but the Fiesta Bowl, well, especially on our side of the country, and maybe over there, I don't know, I don't live on the other side of the country, but on our side of the country, it's recognized as a pretty big bowl. And that would be a nice reward. It's a warm area. It's drivable, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't hurt for recruiting either. Hey, look at what we can do. Oh, yeah, as an independent? Right. Look what we did as an independent. Now, now we're going to go into this conference. Trying to land the big recruits now, getting ready for Big 12 play right around the corner. Yeah, for sure. And even even kids who don't go on missions uh, right now, you can argue if they redshirt that their entire career would be Big 12. Obviously, the mission kids are going to be Big 12 uh, players. And they go the two years, they'll come back and they'll already be in the Big 12. So, yeah, they're, they're, there's no question they're recruiting to Big 12 competition yep. as we speak. So, and I would love to see that for them. If it's if it's if the Independence Bowl, then who, who do you get? Uh, do you get a Big Sky team in there? Who do they play? I don't think you get the Big Conference Sky USA? <laughs> who is it? <laughs> well, originally I think it was supposed to be Army, but then Army isn't, if they're not bowl eligible, then it could be anybody. So, who knows? No. Yeah. Uh, and so you'd have to think, wow, if you, if you go 10-2, and two, you're 11-2. and two. Two uh, 11 win seasons back to back. Nice. Forget 30 wins in 30 years, or 30 wins in 30 years. Forget that's, 30 that's wins. Only one year. That's not a big win. deal. Yeah. Arizona's <laughs> like, say, can, Arizona's like, you know, if we pick up some speed, we could do that. Do you think you're like 30 Kansas wins? State? Instead of 30 wins in three years, you could start thinking about 33 wins in three years. Pile them up. Yeah, I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head next year, but I would suspect that the Cougars will be good again next season. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, if that's what they want, I hope they get it. I and mean, at this point, this is the same thing. You just want the Rose Bowl? I hope they get it. Aggies, uh, I'm not sure. Hawaii or where would they play? Potato? Or, I, I don't know. They might go to Arizona. They might go to Boise. that got a tie-in with the new L.A. Bowl playing a uh, Pac-12 team in the SoFi Stadium. So That'd be nice, too. Yeah, there are there are options. Let's get to the Aggies. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. And fake the handoff, wanting to throw again. Looking deep. Has DT wide open. Caught at the 20 to the 15. 10. Walking into the end zone. Devin Tompkins, his second touchdown of the day. And that is a Utah State score. And the Aggies an extra point away from taking the lead. Logan Bonner again with Tyler. Looks right. Throws right. Caught. Derek Wright gets the foot down. Scores the touchdown. They want to throw. The fade to McGriff. Caught. Touchdown. Justin McGriff. Utah State. That was a bad first half. They're down 13-7 at the break, but they won the second half 28 to nothing. So, they go to Las Cruces. They beat New Mexico State 35-13. They improved to 7-2. Logan Bonner ends up throwing for 359 yards and four touchdowns. Bad start, but then order was restored, and we got what we expected. Yeah, that's fine. I'd say slow start. But, I mean, they knew they were going to win that game. And now San Jose is one of these dangerous teams in this conference. You know, what are you going to get from week to week from these guys? They're not the pushover 
that that usually them not maybe not usually but a lot of times they, they, they are. have been historically they've had some really bad years but they're five and five right now they're yeah. capable of beating really the difference between Utah State and San Jose State right now is the Utah State was able to pull out those games right at the end at Washington State and at Air Force and Vegas. that's that's the difference uh, okay yeah in Vegas and that's the difference between seven and two and four and five right there those three wins so. Aggies got those. They're in a great spot. They got three weeks to go. They didn't get any breathing room at Boise State. Boise State hammered Fresno State. So that was a surprise. I know. I wasn't surprised Boise won. No, I agree with you. I thought the game was kind of a toss-up going in there, but that was all Broncos. That was yeah. as good as they've looked. They just dominated. So the Aggies will have to keep winning. Boise State's got the head-to-head win over them and is right behind them. Aggies and San Jose State Saturday night at 8.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So, coach is getting fired left and right. A lot of coordinators. Florida fired their defensive coordinator. Washington fired their offensive coordinator. Oregon State fired their defensive coordinator. If the team's wobbling or the head coach is in trouble, now is the time, PK. Run the coordinator. We got a hire, Yock says. What do we got? Uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Apparently going to hire Baylor associate head coach Joey McGuire as the Red Raiders' new head coach. There it is. Madwell's successor. And Baylor loses to TCU, who was uh, without uh, Gary Patterson the first time in a couple decades. 30-28. Yeah. TCU holds on. That was a surprise. Ba- Baylor kept trying to come back. TCU. I mean, the two biggest surprises... Uh, certainly that, uh, to me, that was number one surprise, unless I'm missing something. Michigan uh, State losing to but Purdue. wasn't as big a surprise. Because Michigan State was coming off a big emotional win, and they had to play a good team on the road. And Purdue's decent. Right. Yes. I think Purdue's 6-3 and three now TCU with that win. TCU and their coach being out, I would have thought that would have been Baylor all the way. And, I'm, I, and Michigan State had a nice comeback. Uh, and it's still a surprise to a degree, but not as much. Well, that'll shake up, uh, shake up all the rankings there at the top, and we'll see who who slides in and what they do. Now, there were a lot of scares, and our team's going to be penalized. Again. Team's going to be penalized for the close win. Cincinnati. Cincinnati's in a no-win situation when they win, because if they have a close loss or close win, we'll see. But yeah. if they blow you out, we'll see. That team sucks. But is Alabama going to be penalized for twenty to fourteen no. over a lame duck coach? No. Nope. No. Nope. Oregon didn't exactly destroy Washington, but they, they won by anybody. T- they won by ten. Now Jimmy Lake destroyed that one kid on his own team. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State didn't blow out Nebraska. That was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Is Ohio State going to be penalized? No, no. And I, see, I don't think these teams should be, because I think that when you play these top-level teams, the other team gets all sorts of fired up. You know, especially if they're they're okay, they're not good, but they're not really bad. So they got some talent, so they can play in a given Saturday, particularly on the road. Their fan or the other team, the higher power, uh, ranked teams on the road, and so I, I don't have a problem with being penalized with not being penalized on close wins. And it, it's the same thing with Cincinnati too, because Cincinnati is the big dog in their conference. So you have a team like Tulsa. Well, you're going to make a mark if you should be the one to beat them. 
But Cincinnati will be penalized Tuesday night when the new rankings come out, and Ohio State and Alabama won't be. It's a TV show. It's about entertainment. Also, undefeated Wake Forest got beat by North Carolina 58-55, a game that featured a gazillion yards. How many times have I said should never have a conference opponent as a non-conference game? I don't know how many times you said that. Number zero (laughs) comes to mind. No. Because it's not really an issue. San Diego State's first basketball game in their new arena, lovely arena, been there several times, was against BYU. A conference opponent that was a non-conference game. Crazy. So BYU at 15 in the college football rankings. Number 13, Auburn lost to Texas A&M 20-3. I would assume BYU catches them. And Baylor lost. Now they're both 7-2, and two, and Baylor was 12, three spots in front of them. But Baylor's got the win, so I don't know if they'll catch those guys. But they ought to move up at least one spot. We'll see how far Wake Forest falls, too. Oh, I think Wake Forest bottoms out. Yeah? It was just a wait and see for them. Nobody believes Nobody believes anyway. you're actually going to do this. Yeah. And when you lose, we're going to hammer you. You have no history. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. So Major League Baseball qualifying offer deadline hit with notable players Corey Seager and Chris Taylor from the Dodgers receiving offers, but no offer for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Guys who had opt-out clauses declined to exercise them. Nolan Arenado, Trevor Bauer. Client exercise their opt-out clauses. Well, duh. Duh. Hour. I know, right? <laughs> uh, if I do this, no one will sign me. He's got 64 million titles. And Arenado's in a good spot in Colorado, why we, or uh, St. Louis now. Why would he want to go anywhere else? Houston Astros are bringing Dusty Baker back for another year. He'll be back to manage the club in 2022. As they should. Cardinals, five Gold Glove Award winners. And they can play the leather, can't they? First, second, third, left, and center. Your guy, Goldie. Paul Goldschmidt, the former Diamondback, gets one. I remember he used to play for the Diamondbacks. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Less than a minute to go. Miram. Miram. Onto his right foot. Miram! Saved by Melia. Brody in front over everybody and through the other side. Herrera there to collect it. 30 seconds left in the season. RSL needs a goal for the playoffs. Melia punches it away. Everton. Miram back. Yes! Demir Trylock! Demir Trylock for the playoffs! Number 16! Final seconds of stoppage time! RSL waited to the bitter end and then got the goal, got the win, and they are headed to Seattle. See their former general managers and their former head coach, Freddy Juarez. On to the playoffs they go with a win at Sporting Kansas City, where, weirdly, they are very good on the road. They have struggled on the road this year, but for whatever reason, year after year, they get good results in Kansas City. I think it's time you said we, but yeah, I mean, listen to your voice. You obviously were just joyous. It was fun. That was the second best moment of your life. <laughs> Probably wasn't even top ten, but thanks. Oh, bull, 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 bull. Well, bull, I could give you a list, but that bull, would make for bull, good radio. bull, bull, bull. So yes, yeah, a nice playage goal. It's not stoppage. They're actually playage. Doesn't make any sense. Not stoppage. Stoppage. Stoppage by definition means you're done. They're not done. It's playage. But this ball club here, they ought to be in the Pac-12. I can't figure them out. I'm done. Forget it. 
not figuring you guys out anymore. Should have won at home, didn't do it. Should have won at home, didn't do it. Should have lost on the road, didn't do it. Got the win and got in. Go yeah. figure. I'm done. I'm done with you. Knock out the LA Galaxy with that goal. Both LA teams are going to miss the playoffs. Crazy. Yep. All right, RSL to Seattle. They'll go. They went to Seattle for a playoff game a couple of years ago and got beat. That was uh, that was in the second round. This will be an opener, and it's uh, they got an international break here, so it'll be a week off. So, a little time after playing five games in 16 days to regroup and get ready for the playoffs. 16th goal of the year for Demir Krylock, one off the club record, and that one will be remembered for a long time for RSL fans. That is what is trending. There are the headlines. What is trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, joins us next. Talk about the blowout win over Stanford and look ahead to Arizona, where they will be 24-point favorites. Blake Anderson's coming up at 9.30. Nick Ford next. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Brian Fisher with Athlon Sports. It really is there for the Utes taking. You know, win or lose in that Pac-12 title game. I mean, we've seen the committee in past years assuming that you know Utah runs the table the rest of the way. And, you know, and is that South representative? You know, frankly, it's, it's really kind of a dream scenario for Utah. You know, in terms of being able to either go to the Rose Bowl and be assured of you know a spot at uh, the granddaddy of them all if they end up winning the, the Pac-12 title, or uh, likely you know be assured of, of uh, a spot there if, if they lose. Utah fans, you know, they, they might be concerned about uh, potential scenarios, but I think. I think they're, they're so unlikely at this point that as long as they take care of business, that they will be fine when it comes to uh, making their way to Pasadena at the end of this year. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties to sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit smartrain.net or call 877-346-3333. Nick, good morning. Good morning. So, Nick, is that about as much fun as an offensive lineman can have, running for 441 yards, pancaking guys, blowing guys up? Watch your teammates yeah. run into the end zone? Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun for sure. I mean, you know, going out there and doing our job. Um, but, you know, uh, we got to make sure that we keep focused and, you know, don't soak in it too much and, uh, you know, start preparing for Arizona. Your guy's been in this conference living in the L.A. area, so you know a lot about it. Do you think right now you're playing as well as any team in the conference is playing? I do believe so. I, I believe we're playing as well as any team in the country right now with how we're playing. And I think that uh, if we continue to do our job, good things will happen. And uh, that's, that's what we need to continue to do. So it's been a good run here. There have been a lot of good performances and a lot of good results. Uh, looking back, though, can you explain the Oregon State thing? Because you're right, you're playing at a really high level now. And obviously that night you weren't. Uh, like I said, you know, you can't focus on the past. Uh, you know, we look forward to hopefully seeing them again in uh, December. And, uh, you know, maybe it's them, maybe it's Oregon, maybe it's Washington State. It's a tight race up there. 
And, um, you know, we still got to focus on what we got going down here to get to that point. So we need to make sure that we take care of Arizona first. Were you surprised at all on how easy it was against Stanford? Three guys running for 100 yards. You blow them out by 45 points. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're a good program. They're, they pride themselves on being physical, and uh, that's what we pride ourselves on doing. And uh, we just went out there and did it. And, uh, you know, the end result happened. And, um, yeah. So it's a little thing. It's kind of a footnote, but the Utes won the toss, and Kyle often puts the he'll defer, which means the defense is going out on the field usually. And he took the ball and put the offense out on the field. Did that mean anything? A little special to you that he had confidence in the offense and gave him the ball right away? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can see that in the recent games as well. He has a lot of confidence in our offense and what we're doing, and that we're going to start fast out the gate and go score and you know get things rolling. So it's a great thing he he has even said it uh prior to the game you know and you know it's just it's a good feeling knowing that uh, uh coach Witt has you know great respect for his uh, offense now because i mean he is a you know great coach offense and defense but he loves defense he's a defensive guy and um you know that's how it's been for years but i think he sees uh you know what we're doing on offense and he definitely has given us the opportunity to you know take advantage of that when the team plays on a Friday night and wins, then how fun is it to have Saturday off? Oh, it was amazing. I got to freaking sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had a uh, like a hundred and one degree fever during the game, so oh, like I was knocked out Saturday. <laughs> what time do you guys get back in those situations like that and those late games on the road? Shoot, we got. I probably didn't fall asleep till about five thirty in the morning. Oh, brother. Six. So when you watch the film, are they well? First off, are you gonna, when you win like that? Do you watch as much film? And if so, are the coaches still going to find mistakes? Because I'd have to look it up. But you're averaging seven, eight, nine yards a carry. I mean, the numbers were massive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we were still going to go in and watch film and you know correct our mistakes and you know look forward to getting twenty two percent better. And I mean, we went in today. And, you know, there are some minor things, uh, not a lot of things, but there were some minor things and things we can clean up and, you know, plays that went for long distances and everything else, you know, there's still, you know, uh, like maybe it's an improper step, maybe it's whatever, you know, the end result may have been a pancake or a seal block for a touchdown, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you address everything. So, um, you know, the game's a game of football. The football is um, inches and in seconds, so... You know, we just got to make sure every uh, step and movement is not wasted. From a media slash fan standpoint, which is what I am, I'm not a player, obviously. For me, the college football season just blows by so fast. And here we are already in November. You got three games left, last road game, I think, and all that. From the player perspective, how fast, if it is even fast, does the season go by? Uh, it goes by ridiculously fast. Season is the fastest time of the year. Uh, winter conditioning is probably one of the longest. Uh, same thing with the summer. And, um, you know, we get into a routine. And, um, you know, we wake up sometimes at like 6.30 in the morning and, you know, get back home probably about 7, 8 o'clock. So your days are filled. And, you know, you fall back asleep and then boom, it's the next day. And, you know, that kind of happens. And, I mean, just a second ago, I mean – you know, it was winter conditioning, and 
all of a sudden the season now season's like 70, 80% done, 90% done. And, um, yeah, it just goes by really quick. You don't really, uh, you know, realize it till after. And that's one thing they always tell us here ever since my freshman year and ever, like every freshman is, you know, cherish every moment because it goes by and goes by. So some of the moments to cherish, there were a couple in the game, uh, Pledger breaking off a 96-yard touchdown run. You've told us before that you come to the line of scrimmage. Actually, they had a shot of you during the game, and I saw you doing it. Uh, and you're, you're looking not just at you know the D-line and the linebackers, but you're checking the secondary. And that shot in the game, you were doing that. Did you know that Pledger was going to have a chance to break a big one on that 96-yard touchdown run, or did that surprise you a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the way the box was fitting up and everything uh, – you know, it was a good box, and we knew we were going to be handed up well. And, um, you know, we were looking in the front side, and that, that safety was the only one sitting there. And I said, all right, well, if this safety don't make the play, then it's, it's going to go. And if the safety makes the play, it's going to be about a 10 to 12-yard gain. And, you know, CJ did a great job getting that first 10 to 12 yards and, you know, stiff-arming that safety and making a miss. And, you know, that, that's the ultimate difference because um, in the past game, it's a little easier to see uh, pre-snap. Uh, because, you know, you, you'll have somebody who's lower or who's not in the area, and, uh, you know, the route structure's going that way. Uh, but in the run game, it's more, okay, everyone in the box is taking care of who's the free hitter, because there's always going to be a free hitter, whether that's a safety in the open field or a linebacker in the goal line situation. And um, at that point, it's the running back's one-on-one job to take care of that. And if the running back takes care of it, it's going to happen exactly like TJ's run happened. You talk of how when you're a freshman, you're told by the upperclassmen, juniors and seniors, to cherish this because it does go by fast. And you wonder if you're a freshman and you seem like three or four or five years down the road seems forever. And then when you get there and you look back, you realize it's not forever. It was almost like metaphorically overnight. At what point did you, along the timeline, realize, hey, this thing does really go by fast? Uh... Dude, I probably realized that probably like my wrestler, sophomore wrestler year, uh, back in like 19, uh, especially 19, because I came in with a lot of older boys, like Will Falamaka, Loco Otafe, Lonnie, um, shit, I was here with Lowell and Swift, and, you know, by about 2019, all my, you know, original friends were gone. Yeah. It was an entire new team, an entire new dynamic, like just the type of people who were around. I was like, dang, man. Like, <laughs> I got in here, and I was looking at them like, oh, man, y'all are some old heads. Like, y'all are the last of your kind. And about two, three years later, I'm like, hold on. I'm that old head now. <laughs> <laughs> and now, especially because I look at them out, and, you know, a lot of my boys who came in with me, class of 17, John Penasini, Marquise Blair, um, you know, people like that. And, you know, they're, they're gone. They've been playing. Jalen Johnson. There's just, yeah, I've seen a lot of people come and go. And, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an old guy now. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So that would uh, maybe give you a little perspective of what coaches are thinking. You know, Kyle's been there so long. He was head coach for guys who are 35, pushing 40. He's assistant coach, and there are guys who played for him who are 45 or pushing 50. Yeah, no, that's. That's freaking insane. I mean, everyone knows Coach Witt's been at it for a long time. There's definitely a bunch of other guys who've been at it for a long time, too. And, 
you know. I mean, I for sure know that they, they like they know they've been around for a while. The guys you just mentioned, Penasini and uh, who was it? I already forgot. Uh, Jalen Johnson oh, and Blair. All those guys, as you say, they're NFL guys. Uh, with last year being a non-counting year as far as the eligibility clock, uh, uh, what are your thoughts as far as you potentially moving on to the NFL? Uh, there's a good there's a good chance, you know, but uh, I I I don't want to look forward to the future. I need to take care of business now. If I take care of business now, you know, it's going to be good for me and I'll have the opportunity to go. And if I, you know, get lost and, you know, the headlights and keep looking forward, then I'm going to be, you know, not stuck in a bad way, but, you know, just like not have that ability to go there. So I know ultimately I got to get my job handled like here before I even think about doing anything else. Well, you guys are huge favorites over Arizona, but how do you make sure guys don't look past Arizona to a huge game with Oregon? Because Jacksonville just beat Buffalo. I mean, if something like that can happen, then anything can happen in a football game. How do you make sure the guys aren't looking ahead? You're a team leader and probably have to set that tone. Uh, just simple. It's just leading by example and, you know, working. Everyone's out here working. Everyone's, you know, watching film already, watching film on Arizona, getting ahead. Um, that's the main thing, um, especially for leaders. Is you know, uh, like me, Devin Lloyd, Nephi, Cam, Covey, Mika. We're all you know going to take it serious because it is a one and all week every single week. So you know we need to come into the building and watch the film we need to watch. And on top of that, you know we need to um, go ahead and get out on the field, go in the weight room, and you know grind like it's fall camp. And uh, if we continue to do that, then you know everyone else will follow along. Mostly night games, but this is going to be a noon start. What are your thoughts about that? Say again? Mostly, you play mostly night games, but this is going to be a noon start in Tucson. What do you think about that? Oh, I love it. You're going to get to wake up and get out there and get going. It'll be fun for sure. Yeah, you get home and be asleep before 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, really, too. that's so a got, big one. You got that going for you. Yeah, no, the formula is like you, on average, when you start the game, it's about eight to nine hours after you start is when you'll be in bed. Nick, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes. Congrats on the win against Stanford, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. You guys stay safe. Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. Nine hours. Hey, be home by 9 o'clock. How unusual is that? I think that's awesome. The road. I, I mean, I think game. it's the way it should be, but yeah. now obviously it's not the way it is, and it's not the way it's going to be. No. But it's good to, to have the cats suck to where they don't want you. I had somebody had told me uh, weeks ago, oh, that'll be a day game because there's just not, not enough eyeballs for Tucson and Salt Lake City mm-hmm. for the networks. Nothing to do with the football program. It's just. The way it is. They would have to have have great seasons going to want that game. Yeah. And obviously Arizona wasn't going to have a great season going. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah State football coach Blake Anderson is here at 930. Stay with us. The new zone lineup is here. Give it up, give it up, with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. 
Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local, all day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, powered by KSLSports.com. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Less than a minute to go. Miram. Miram. Onto his right foot. Miram! Saved by Amelia. Brody in front over everybody and through the other side. Herrera there to collect it. 30 seconds left in the season. RSL needs a goal for the playoffs. Amelia punches it away. Everton. Miram back. Yes! Demir Trylock! Demir Trylock! That's a Chevy Strong play of the game. Demir Krylock sending RSL into the playoffs, knocking the LA Galaxy out and beating Sporting Kansas City all at once. Know that today at 4.50, unrivaled, you'll have a chance to win fabulous prizes. Was that your greatest moment as a play-by-play guy? Uh, as a play-by-play guy. Uh, no, Not you as s- a human being. Well, <laughs> well, earlier you said it was the wow, greatest moment. You're like, joking. No, you weren't. You were deadly serious. <laughs> I, I UC Santa Barbara. Call. You, no, I'm being serious. UC Santa Barbara has won. Well, I was a play-by-play guy. Yeah. <laughs> UC Santa Barbara has won one NCAA tournament game ever, and I got to call it in basketball. Yeah, in basketball, and it went right down to the end. They were up by two and defending, and got a steal and they won the game. They beat Houston, the Cougars. Okay, and it went by four. What year was that? 1990. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, they beat UNLV at what UNLV. A pathetic life if your work moment is the best moment. Yeah, life. I know. Well, you're the one who brought it up. I but thought I you were going back to joking before. Okay. That I mean, that is as a play-by-play moment. That is right up there. A whole season and a sport that has very few goals, and you have to conjure one up in the final thirty seconds to go to the playoffs, and you do it. Hence the question. Yes, that was. I mean, that was that was an awesome moment. That was. I would have thought incredible. And and you get to know the people you're covering. Um, and you just did. We did the one interview with them, and you were kind of taken with with uh, with Pablo Mastroeni, the interim coach. You got the Arizona ties and the same high school and all that stuff. And he went to NC State, and so you go to NC State. He was there in the '90s, and you know Jim Valvano is just a legend, right? I, I can't imagine. It's like you going to cover BYU games and seeing the Danny Ainge shot a million times. He's seen Jim Valvano run around the pit a million times. He's running up and down the sideline looking for somebody to hug. Grab Good the, thing he found you. Grab the ball. <laughs> he did not find me. <laughs> grab the ball. That's what he found eventually was the, the ball that was waiting for a throw and sitting on the pedestal there on the sideline. All right, know that today. 450, unrivaled, and you can win fabulous prizes. Coming up, a crazy weekend in the NFL. We can get to that. The Jazz dropping a couple games over the weekend in Florida. What does it say about the Jazz? And we got Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, at 930. Stay with us.